0: Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder.
1: We're in for a fantastic podcast interview today. I am interviewing Jeremy Hutchings, and Jeremy's a really good mate of mine um, and is the incoming CEO of The Farmlanders Academy, so it's been a big decision to... Um, have Jeremy come on board in our business, and I want to talk a lot about why we've made this decision, and, and, and we cover a lot of ground. Um, where I talk a little bit about some burnout that I've been experiencing, um, which is so normal when we're running businesses, but also letting go of certain things that I, I'm doing in the business that's in my really not in my genius. Um, and I think you'll get a lot from this conversation. And I'm very excited to have Jeremy. Involved in this business, and he's going to be also running some podcasts while I'm off having a break. And um, I know he's going to do a great job because he's such an extraordinary guy. Uh, he's from an agricultural background. He runs a farm. He's been coaching for many years. Um, he really gets business, and so we're very privileged to have Jeremy involved in the as the incoming CEO. And and I'm sure you'll you'll get on well with him as, as much as i do so i'll get straight into the interview but stick around uh there's some great lessons in this see you later jeremy hutchings great to have you on the profitable farmer podcast how are you mate
0: very well robo great to be here thank you mate
1: now you, where are you you're currently down in, in Wagga Wagga.
0: that's exactly right so i'm at our farm which is about an hour north of Wagga Wagga, in um the muttama valley um which three weeks ago looked wonderful, Robbo, and all of a sudden now we find ourselves with um, fairly dry hills and um, feed but dry feed on the ground, yes.
1: Yes, mate. So, um, mate, I, I'm very excited to to do this interview and all this chat with you because uh, we're going through a pretty big transition in Farm Owners Academy and I, I just feel there's a lot of learnings um, to pass on through through this transition, Hutch and um, mate. Before we before we get into it, um, just for the benefit of everyone, do you want to just share just a glimpse of your agricultural
0: background? Yes, yeah, sure, Robbo. Happy to. So I grew up on a family farm, um, about half an hour south of Wagga, at a town called Yerron Creek. Uh, my father was a really high performer in agriculture, a Nuffield scholar, and um, really. 30 years ago, pioneered um, computers and analysis into the industry. Um, He's recently finished his PhD um, quantifying risk and volatility in different farming systems in agriculture, but I've always admired him um, as a farm consultant and farm manager, Um, learned a lot from him. Growing up, studied agricultural science and economics, Robo in Melbourne, worked with elders um, on their graduate cadetship for a few years, um, and then moved into corporate finance in Sydney. Lasted about two years in corporate Sydney. Um, the bright lights got the better of me, and I wanted to be back in the country, and so moved back into Victoria initially, farm consulting with two really progressive um farm and agricultural consulting companies down there in Mike Stevens and Associates and O'Callaghan Rural Management and was very involved with the Farm Management 500 Benchmarking Program, which was a great initiative 15 and 20 years ago. Um, And in the last 12 years, I've been focused more on bringing business and entrepreneurial training and business coaching into small businesses across regional New South Wales and Australia. Um, Mm -hmm. Really excited now, Robbo, to lean back in um, to the agri and the agribusiness sector and to be part of the farm owners team um, and to focus once again on supporting you and your team to bring business coaching and this training, if you like, into agriculture.
1: Mate, and we, we are just so excited to have you involved with Farm Owners Academy and Hutch and I have, have such a history together from from coaching and, and, and working with businesses from all all industries uh, and and really focusing on helping companies learn how to take their business to the next level and hutch it's just a, it's just farming is is one of those areas that both of us agree in right that can benefit so much from what we've had the privilege uh, to, to learn as, as business coaches
0: I think absolutely Robbo. Um, it's surprising how Outside agriculture, plumbers and physios and vets and architects learn their technical trade and become so proficient technically and become such good operators, Um, yet nowhere in that training necessarily do they learn how to run and grow a business um, and learn the art of entrepreneurship. and. I, I look at agriculture in exactly the same way, and you know I studied agricultural science and economics and um, I know so much of that was technical and even um, post uni and and learning on our farm um, so much of the training that I was involved in in agriculture was technical in nature, mm. um, and I think there is such a place absolutely for business owners to learn the skill of running a successful business concurrently with being a good technical operator.
1: Absolutely, absolutely and uh, so I just wanted to firstly talk a little bit about our decision of having you coming in Hutch to, to become the CEO of Farm Owners Academy um, and, and then I wanted to talk about the actual role of CEO and and I, I know you've been CEO in previous roles and and why we're going through this transition, what it means uh, for, for for us as a business and for me um, as an individual as well and, and why I'm going through it. I, I think it's a very healthy discussion. And then I just also wanted to drill in a little bit about this this zone of genius versus zone of excellence versus zone of competency, et cetera. I, I think there's some some fantastic things to learn from what we're going through that I I feel we can, we can pass on to farming farmers. And if it's okay, I just want to come straight out and, and, and be vulnerable enough to share that Um, the I've been a dad now for 14, 15 months, and it's been a a really intense year, a very exhausting year combined with uh, leading and, and running a business. And, and Jeremy, who's a, is a very close mate of mine has been been across um, what I've been going through, and and Hutch, I'm I'm not I'm one to to come right out and share that burnout. Me experiencing some burnout and some exhaustion is, is certainly one of the reasons why I need to um have uh, relinquished some some roles and responsibilities of the business. So, and we're going to come back and really 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 talk about this because I think this is a a big area. Correct that sometimes Hutch. The, you, there might be a person that's leading a business, but there's that saying correct if if the captain of the ship stops rowing the ship, the rest of the crew will soon follow um, How often do we we see this occurring in businesses quite a quite a common occurrence correct the, the, an owner slash leader losing some mojo through just purely from from some burnout
0: yeah absolutely robert firstly i'm I really appreciate you being open on this topic, um, mm. and I completely get um, just how challenging it can be to be trying to grow um, a significant project and at the same time um, wrestle with those early years of, of being a, a father mm. and all of that. It's a really intense time of life. I reflect back. To, I've got four children, Robbo, as you well know, um, yes. Eleven, nine, 9 and our twins are 7 and I distinctly remember, mate, when our twins hit about 18 months, 2 years, that that was that moment in time where I realised that, um, yeah, the, the complexity of the life that had arrived to me, mm-hmm. um, I found myself um, in a similar position, I feel, and um, I set up my business then to be... Under management enough that I could claim a three and a half month holiday, mm. and my wife and I set off and did a amazing three and a half month outback trip um, with our young family, and that was a turning point for me. Mm. Um, and I mean, Robo, it's my belief that that as many of 80% of businesses outside agriculture, the businesses fail primarily because the owner runs out of that mojo that you yeah. talk about and, yeah. and they find fatigue trying to carry all the hats of business management and they burn out. And yeah. um, I think men perhaps often we're the worst at this, that we we just knuckle down and keep on pushing and can arrive to a spot where fatigue is real. And yeah. unless we do something unless we do something with that proactively and strategically then we can be the thing that keeps our business from continuing to grow
1: mate it's been a big thing for me and and a probably a hard uh place to admit that I'd, i i w- i didn't think that i would i would get to that layer of burnout um uh, but you're absolutely right. It's 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 coupled with a challenging year of parenting. And far out, I've got one uh, son, but but it's it's been a challenge for us from from health issues of of him, uh, Oscar. Um, and by the way, fine. It's just been um, a lot of allergies and allergic to milk and allergic. To bread, you know all the stuff that parents yeah. go through, and and also yeah. made health issues with with me. And recognizing that I have a, I'm a personality type that likes to be a high achiever, so I'll push push hard at the when my body's screaming stop, I don't listen and I'll drive through that and just work even harder. And um, the the way that I describe it, I, I just hit a point where I, I reached what's what's called decision fatigue, where I just found that making decisions was really challenging. I found that I was getting really sloppy with my management of the team. In fact, I was avoiding it, and I. This is where remorse can start creeping in a little bit, where you start getting a little bit remorseful towards the job, but it's nothing other than tiredness, right? Um, yeah. But Hutch, that's one part of the the equation. Um, I, and and when the student's ready, the teacher shows up because, you know, Jeremy, mate, you you've been passionate about this space. For how long now have you gone far out? I wish you know I would have loved to have been involved in in what we're doing here. And you, you know you've been deeply passionate about this space for years on end. And, and I will just share this: I I was um I was catching up with a couple of couple of friends, and I got an SMS from Jeremy, and it was, mate, how would you feel? about me coming about i i get involved as a ceo hutch you've just finished up a project correct and um That's you're true. you're in this position of uh you've got some capacity you've got some space and time and and out of the blue jeremy sends me this message that how would you feel about we, we partner up in some way or another and um i become your ceo um i mean what was the thinking behind for you sending that to me mate because you know at the time i didn't realize it but Today, it's music to my ears and I want to come back around and talk about why it's music to my ears.
0: Um, Robbo, a c- couple of things there on what you've just said. Firstly, again, you sharing that fatigue, that's mm. wonderful because I think it must be real for so many um, of our listeners. And, yeah. and so just before we move on from that topic, mm. I just want to sort of urge that if if you're out there and you've, you've done your 10 or 12 or 24 years in business and you find yourself not as clear and not as crisp in your decision-making ability as you have been, then um, just check in on what you can do to buy yourself some time and space to have a break so that you can re-energise. Mm-hmm. Um, or look look in that micro-adversity for your next leverage point, which is exactly what Robbo's doing. Um, Mm. And I'd take my hat off to you, Robbo. Um, As a mate, I've watched the Farm Owners Academy grow over the last four or five years. um, And um, I'm so um, impressed and um, delighted by what has been achieved, and I get a sense of just how hard you and your team have worked um, to build this and to turn it into this world-class learning platform and training program and business coaching solution for a really important industry in the Australian landscape. I think what you've created is outstanding. And I guess as um, as an observer of that, I arrived to a point um, four months ago where I was holding down a CEO position for one of my clients and that finished up and I found myself with some time and space. And mm. um, having been completely supportive of all of your efforts with your team over the last few years, it was a pretty simple text to send, mate, to um, mm. arrive to a point where um, you and I might have the chance to team up and I'm really excited now to help um, in any way i can add more value to your members but also to look for look at how we can take the farm owners academy and see it supporting more farmers in more regions across australia in years to come
1: yeah yeah and um I get very excited, an element of goosebumps when you share that because I just know how much you're the right person for this and your passion and your agricultural experience with your, mixed with your business skills. And it just gives me so much confidence to be able to let go. I call it the, the, the old letting go of the vine hutch, which mm. is one of the most difficult things we can go through as business owners. That is, can I find someone else? That I can actually let go of some some responsibility to, and 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 have that trust, if you like, that they're the right person. We, we call it get it. They want it, and they've got capacity. They get they get the job role. They want the job, and they've got capacity to, to deliver on that job. And so, mate, um, the and we'll talk about uh, my my three to four month holiday shortly, um, because but I just have this enormous confidence that I can hand over a big list of the, the current responsibilities that I carry as the CEO of Farm Owners Academy that don't necessarily match my genius, which I feel, Jet Hutch, you've got just more of a genius around, you know, you, you and I know each other really well and I've got a, a space that I'm, I, I'm great at and I, having known you, I also know that you also bring a whole new layer of, of expertise and leadership skills that I don't, necessarily have nor like um which i'm looking forward to discussing with you as well because i think you're doing me a significant you're doing me a significant favor and you're doing the business a significant favor um, and i hope i'm not putting pressure on you mate but (laughs) but but but, you know it's a win-win right this that that's that's
0: exactly what what as you were speaking robert that's exactly what was coming up for me was was the concept that Um, You know when you've reached a really good decision point when there is at least two and ideally three or four wins. and I won't go into that this webinar. But if it's if it if it's right for me and it's right for you, and there's potentially real upside in this for the team, and also then perhaps for our community, then mm. that's the that's the um, ideal outcome, isn't it, for a key decision? And you and I'm grateful for your comments. And I, I, you and I have tracked together for so long over the years in business coaching, mm. and absolutely, we've both got our strengths. Um, what excites me most about this, beyond you and Sonny and Oscar getting to have that break um, that we were fortunate enough to have um, now three years ago, um, is you being able to step into your genius mm. and give and give more energy and time to a part of business development and growth that isn't my skill set. Yes. Um, so e- equally, um, the marketing space and the sales side of things that um and there are the really strong skill sets robo that you have clearly um in teaching and training and entrepreneurship and all of that but but for you to be able to just relinquish some of the ceo duties that Mm -hmm. you've been um dedicating time to to this point and allocate more energy to helping us grow and expand um i I can only see farm owners um, continuing to um, increase the level of um, growth that we've been achieving, which is really exciting.
1: Mate, it is, and 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 I feel this is such a hidden opportunity for farmers that often engaging someone to come into your team. uh, There's two mindsets. There's a mindset I can't afford this. Is mindset one. There's another mindset is what might happen bringing this expert in that has a list of skills that I don't necessarily have and what might we be able to do together as a team.
0: Yeah. So Robbo... And and that becomes an investment. Go on, sorry.
1: That that becomes an investment. Um, And and mate, if it's okay, I just wouldn't mind uh, being, again, very honest and sharing the, the roles in the... If you like to CEO level, that I don't enjoy. Um, yeah, if if you felt that because because you know this is this is a game being very vulnerable and, and honest. But you know, Hutch is right. I I love getting it something off the ground. Give me a project, give me a deadline. Like for example, getting this podcast off the ground, brilliant. Get it moving. Um, getting the business off the ground, brilliant. I, I'm really I love that side of things. I love. I love the challenge. I love taking something from a nothing to something. So the entrepreneurial shit side of things is very exciting for me. Um, the strategy, the marketing, the you know the 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 first phase of business is really dynamic for me. I, I'm very challenged. I'm very motivated. Um, Hutch, something happens when I have to start managing team members and you know dealing with as a business gets to a certain size. That the next phase, if you like. For whatever reason or for whatever whatever it is, it's not the thing that I love. In fact...
0: Robbo, there's there's, there's three or four um, examples of that. You've been so successful creating something significant. Um, And I love that metaphor um, that the person who runs the first leg of the relay isn't necessarily the best person strategically to run the second and that's how i see this is that you are the a-game athlete at the first leg of the business relay and um i in in con in contrast um doing a startup and getting something from zero to to first base that's not me my genius but i think strategically i bring most value to an established business that needs um, measured, thoughtful, structured and well-organised growth. Um, and that's where I think this can work really well in that we, you, you've certainly run the first leg of the relay and you've mm-hmm. got us in a wonderful position. Um, now, now it's time to hand the baton and um, that's um, an outstanding opportunity for everyone, I think.
1: Mate, look, it's it's exciting, and, and, and the thing about any all of these decisions, if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, then we can decide we can decide on that later. There's there's no, this is concrete forever. Nothing is right. Everything is so flexible. That's what I love about business and life. It's we're on this sort of giant, this, this journey, and we you know it's we have our ups, we have our downs, we and and right now there's an opportunity to hand over a, a large portion of my responsibilities um yep. as you said re- recharge the batteries i'm still not going anywhere i'm still involved as an owner of farm Owners academy mm-hmm. and i'll be coming back in, in 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 more of my area of genius um mm-hmm. and i just want to separate this for a moment hutch because we've if you can could, could imagine we've got this zone of genius um uh, i will just share my screen for those that can see this but we'll, we'll read it out um uh Sorry, mate. I'll just bring this up. I had it open, but I've lost it. won't be long. Because I think this is, this is a really dynamic um, understanding of how to go about letting go of areas that aren't within your, your zone of genius or, or worst case, you know, zo- zone of excellence. Um, and I'll just share the screen here whilst we're, whilst we're going. So can you see the screen?
0: That's just coming up, Robert. Yeah, thank you. You so, might maximize that if you can. I
1: will just maximize that. Um, so genius is is what work do you so love doing that it doesn't seem like work? You know, what work do you so love doing that it doesn't seem like work? And then the next one, which aspects of your work generate the highest ratio of positive results compared to time spent?
0: Highest payoff tasks. Robo. it's a great definition. And I'm keen for you to reflect on what percentage of time do you think most business owners, farming or other, dedicate to being in their genius?
1: Very minimal, mate. Like I, I would say that people spend about 4% of their time in a genius, in their genius. And I just want to make the point here that I, I, I believe every human being on the planet is a genius. You know, I, I don't look at the Albert Einsteins, and, you know, and say he's a genius, and he was a genius, but he was an, a genius from an intellectual um, problem solver. And now he yeah. was able to spend significant more time in his genius because he, he understood his genius, Hutch, and therefore created his life around his genius. But, you know, this guy's, this for me, when I was at school, the, we had the, the guys that were gifted at athletics, right? That was their genius. We had, we had the guys yep. that were gifted at craft and arts. That was their genius. We had the intellects. That was their genius. So I believe everyone has a genius. And you know, fa- many farmers may have a genius of, of just being the most incredible technical farmer, right? Yep. They, they're just so, they absolutely, you know, being in the sheds, for example, shearing, um, they might just be so good at it and wool classing, whatever it is, that that's their their um their zone of genius. And they may be running the business. They hate doing right. And and this is a yep. an interesting point point to note as well. But so so I, I think people spend minimal time in this. Or very,
0: Absolutely. Re- or
1: very rarely even question, you know, what is my zone of genius?
0: Correct. It's a great definition, Robo, that it's um work you love doing so that it doesn't feel like work. And yeah. You know, I think to your point, you either love the process of growing a business, perhaps a bit like I do, where it's the engineering around um, business development, or you might be that technician a bit like a dentist or Roger Federer or Hugh Jackman who just want to do that one thing or two things really well yes. and work out a way excuse me, to leverage um, your time away from all the backstage or off-the-court activities. And it's a really important decision point about do I want to be the CEO responsible for growing the business or do I want to choose a part of the business that I'm great at technically that um, becomes my primary focus?
1: Yeah, well, mate, let's let's look at Greg Johnson for a moment who's Mm co-founder of Farm Owners Academy, who birthed this idea. I would not be here if it wasn't for him. Um, none of us would be, mate. This, this podcast wouldn't be in existence if it wasn't for Greg. Now, Greg, um, uh, we, we had a three-day three, three day meeting down on Kangaroo Island where we built the vision. This was four and a half, five years ago of Farm Owners Academy. And Greg, genius, is in doing benchmarks and helping interpret a benchmark to a farmer to show them how to triple their business profits. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: And this is why this is such a major part of our platinum mastermind. But Greg's been crystal clear from the onset. That's what he's best at. And that's what he wants to do. Now he's a smart guy because he's delegated out running of the business and he's brought in business partners and, uh, you know, he's brought in me initially to get the business to a certain level. Um, and and mate it's i mean it's it's genius isn't it what what he's done because he hasn't even had to worry about running the business or growing the business he gets to create a job around what he's passionate about what he's best at um yep. and and for him it's not like work um yeah. and and uh a great point
0: it's 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 absolutely right that he gets to focus on that technical skill um what he has done, and this is a key point in this, Robbo, is he's surrounded himself in people who are better at their specific task or their um, responsibility in the business than he is. So, yes. I think Greg, I think Greg would be the first to say that branding, marketing, um, website development, training, platform development. Um, administration they're not his genius yet he's partnered he's partnered with you and with you has built out a pretty high caliber team um, so that he's been able to delegate to you trust you and the team um, and somehow in all of this stay focused on his strong suit which is a great example of what we're talking about
1: it's fantastic and 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 so what's happened over the last Four years, um, uh, farm owners has reached a, a point where all of a sudden I'm getting pulled into my zone of excellence and zone of competency. And just for a moment, I, I just want to draw the attention to um, well, I'll just go down through this. Zone of ex- excellence is what do you so consider? Sorry. We, much?
0: we might just need to explain this for those listeners that aren't seeing it um, that there's four quadrants, yeah. Robbo. Um, there's incompetent, competent and then up to excellent and then into genius Perfect. would you mind just just explaining perhaps those four quadrants before we talk about where you're finding yourself is that okay
1: yeah mate incompetence so the zone of incompetence what do you consistently get negative feedback about in your work what do you do that just about everyone can do better mm. right so mate my my zone of incompetence would be um, administration slash spelling slash um, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, you know, creating a contract agreements. Like that's my incompetence. Um, Detail yep. work. I'm terrible at it. Hate it. Yep. That's why we've yep. got people involved in our business. So competency, what work do you do that others can do just as well or better? Competency, what work do you do well, though it doesn't feel totally satisfying? So I'm going to share this in, in my case. Um, my competency is managing team members, leading team members, running meetings. You know, it, it's not work that I get satisfied enormously off. You know, uh, I'm, I'm okay at it, but people can definitely do it better than me, Hutch. Um, yep. my zone of then the next one's up excellence zone of excellence. What do you do consist? What what do you consistently get positive feedback about in your work and life? What do you do better than just about anyone else? So I'm yep. still really, really good at this stuff, right? But it may be not quite my genius. Um, an yep. example of this for yep. me would be presenting on stage.
0: Yeah.
1: Training, training farmers, educating farmers. I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably unconsciously good at it because I've done it for so long, but it, it's not my genius. It's not, it's not my 4%. Um, and then, of course, the genius one, which we've mentioned, which I'll state again. What work do you so love doing that it doesn't seem like work? Which aspects of your work generate the highest ratio of positive results compared to time spent? Um, and, mate, it's, it's really, you know, it takes, it's taken me 20 years to really figure out my zone of genius, really, because, you know, I've tried so many things.
0: And that's okay, Robbo. I yeah. think um, so many of us don't think critically about this and we find ourselves falling back into our comfort zone. Yeah. Which is probably just the competent quadrant, which is just in a farming example, it might be um, just the the technical component of of sowing, spraying, uh, monitoring crops, harvesting, um, checking the sheep, um, keeping core stats, shearing, landmarking, etc. Um, whereas if we stop and really think about this. There's a great question there that sort of suggests, um, are there other people that can do this work just as well or better than me? And and this is our leverage point. If it's, if it's $25, $30, $40 an hour tasks um, and we can seek to build out a team and empower them to take on some of these activities, where can you move to? so that we can focus more of our time on high value activity i i think of my dad growing up rob and he was a really successful local farm consultant and he would spend about i'm going to say 60 percent of his time consulting to um a sort of decent subset of some 30 or 40 farmers locally because that was his pi- highest payoff task and him in his genius yes. and 40 percent of the time He would be back on the farm um, overseeing the running of the farm. But we had two and a half men on our farm who were both with us 38 and 32 years respectively um, that were doing the day-to-day most of the time Um, and freeing my father up to be able to focus on strategy, planning and farm consulting. And I think I think that's a great example of him building out a team that was able to set him free, so that he could focus on higher payoff tasks that were more in line with what he loved doing, which was yes. helping people improve.
1: Made it some, um, and this is business. This is <clears throat> this is the definition that you and I were both taught when we became business coaches of creating a commercial. Profitable enterprise that can work without you. This is the. This is the. According to the Action, Jeremy and I are both franchisees of of Action Coach. That's where we started our journey, and and I I do actually believe that that definition is is really strong. How do I create a commercial profitable? So a, a professional profitable business that has the ability to work whether I'm there or not. And for me, that's the ultimate goal of a business owner hutch because if you don't create that you've, you've created yourself a job and you you know you also have to respect you have to get your your ego has to be put to one side because and i'll and i'll just come back for me i i have a very big ego i mean i i'm not going to delude that i don't and and it's it used to be 50,000 times bigger so when i first got into the world of coaching hutch i wanted to be seen as the person on stage you know and the the coach over here getting the results and you know, all these sort of things that kept me trapped being 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 the doer and really over time i've learned you know what i've got to be comfortable as an owner of a business engaging and finding others to do this work and get out of their way and, and, and note that they can do it better than me. And I think when you, when you, when you, when you arrive at this energy point, you, you start making much smarter decisions. to, and, and not only that, by engaging the team and, and removing yourself out, um, the business has a much higher chance of succeeding as well because with that extra added time, my thinking can come alive. My strategic thinking can come alive to yep. really see yep. what, what what everyone else can't. So, mate, it's, you know, I, I finally now totally grasp the power of b- building team and, and getting out of their way and let, letting them grow the business for you. It's it's very powerful.
0: It, it is absolutely, Rob Bowen, And I want to acknowledge you here that um, having tracked with you in business coaching um, and in business generally over the last 12 years... I've seen your ability to recruit people and back them mm. um, and what I see a lot of other business owners do and I think to their detriment is that they bring employees in and maybe not as high caliber individuals as that that you were recruiting um, but then we we stay on top of them and micromanage them mm. um, and treat them, for me, the, the, and you mentioned it before, treat them a bit more like an event than an investment. And mm-hmm. there's a difference there in how we turn up to our people so that they arrive, feel empowered and go the extra mile and set you free rather than uh, just turning up with an expectation that they're just going to do a job for you. I guess um, I'm keen for you to, to share your spin, if you could, on... Um, What's prompted that? Where's that come from, that ability or that um, behavior, if you like, to bring people in and get out of their way? Because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with.
1: Yeah. So I feel it, it's all come from knowing if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm actually the dumbest. Mm. And it's the, it's the realization that it's, it's an ego the it's the it's my it's your it's our ego that thinks that we're the best person for the job that stops us growing the business you know you have to come in from the energy of if you really want to run a highly profitable company that can work without you hutch you have to have the belief that there's other people out there that are better than me period you know and therefore you have to if you like dim ego enough to realize that I am not the smartest person in the room and I don't want to be the smartest person in the room because that's the dumbest thing to do yeah you know and I think but a lot if- of farmers mate carry this belief that I am the only person that can do this no one else can do this I can't let go of that if I let go of that they'll never do it as good as me you
0: that's know? the point I think is that there's that that notion that can be ego. Um, yeah. That is, they won't do it as good as me. And then we go out to seek that out, to find evidence of that. So the moment they don't do something as well as we do, we use that as a justification or a validation for why I need to stay in that job. Um, yeah, but, and to answer it, your point, mate,
1: you've hit the nail on the head. Of course, it comes back to recruiting well and knowing exactly who, who you need and, 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 and who do I need to build around me to help this business succeed. And, 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 Robo, and if I was to yep. leave an amazing um, t- task for, 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 for you, for the listeners, it's 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 sitting down and working out, if I was to employ a dream team, not a second grade team, a dream team, who would I have in that dream team? Who, who would I, what am I, you know, what am I missing in this business? Do I need someone to cover the marketing, you know? What type of traits does that does that person have? Do I need someone that's really good at running meetings, and and do I need someone that's really good at implementing everything that needs to get done? Do I need who do I need to, to for the for a financial you know financial expert? Who do we need from a leadership point of view? You know, who do we need in that business if we were to, if we knew we couldn't fail? Who would I hire? If I yeah. knew I couldn't and, fail, who would I hire?
0: And Robert brings us back to the importance of two things, I think, is if, if it is then about getting the right people on the bus, and Gary at our deep dive in his presentation nailed it, I thought, um, last month, that we've got to recruit people into specific roles that are better than us at that role. Mm. Um, and so that brings us to needing to be really good and really clever at recruiting. Um, And I think as an observation, most business owners and most farm owners um, do recruiting the traditional way and we kind of end up with what we've got. I think um, there are great people out there that can do our role, that those roles really well. We've just got to be really creative in our recruiting. And then it also speaks to the importance of strategic planning and having a really clear view of what that dream team needs to look like two years from now um, and with that deadline that you touched on and then breaking that back down so that we've got a roadmap for the recruitment we need to do, the roles that we need to fill, um, and the order with which we do it so that over time you can achieve the sort of freedom that we're talking about that can arrive you into your genius.
1: Yes, and Hutch, the, this is a process that may be unraveled over three to five years. Like, So five years ago, it was Greg and I, okay? Mm. And then it was Greg and I and a part-time administrator. And then it was Greg and I and a full-time administrator. Then it was Greg and I and a full-time administrator and then an IT person. And then we went um, a coach and then we went coach number two and yep. then we went coach number three. Then we went um, a second administrator. So, so we've now currently got um, Greg and I as the owners of the business, you sitting in the CEO role underneath you is an implementation manager slash operations yep. manager. I'm now yep. in marketing manager. We've got three coaches. We've got um, a, a second support, full-time support girl We've got an i t full-time i t person right so so this has unraveled over the last five years why have we been able to achieve that because we set a vision five years yep. ago with a yep. big plan for the next ten years you know and we and we've also been able to create if you like profitability to to pay for all these resources or or, or revenue mm. and we've got you know this is this is back mate, this has taken control we we took control from the onset. With a very clear plan that um, this was, you know, this this is not an accident, Hutch.
0: Absolutely, and the methodical way in which you've gone about it, um, incrementally to arrive to that team, mm. is the only reason now, Robbo, why where you're able to um, pass that baton and step away confident that the team's going to cover and this business will actually grow while you're away, which links back to that definition of a successful business. But you're right. It's a speed kills. And if you think you can do this in six months or 12 months, I think we might be kidding ourselves. Mm. Businesses do take time to grow and it's a three to five, sometimes a six or seven-year journey Mm. um, with good strategy and with good rigour around the plan that's set to achieve this. Yeah,
1: I, I think you you need to have a plan to grow the business to enable the letting go and creating the freedom. Um, it's exactly what some of our clients have gone through. They, they've been able to maximize profitability phase one, and then put systems and people in place phase two. Yep. To, and to your point,
0: farm. that's ex- that's exactly what this program's about for our farmers.
1: Take control, um, absolutely. Is
0: to- to help them move through the ordered process around which to arrive to a point where you can have a three-month holiday confident that your business, your farm business and your team are going to be completely fine um, and even improve things while you're away.
1: Absolutely. So, um, mate, I, I am really excited to have you stepping into the CEO, CEO role. And one of those um task is going to be hosting and and running this podcast which i'm, I'm equally um excited about from your ability and, and some of the ideas some of the interviews um some of the skills and some of the the content that you're going to be able to bring to our listeners hutch um i know you're excited about the journey and and as i am but i'm 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 just so happy to to make this hand over this transition and um i'm i'm sure mate you've got some exciting plans on on where you can take this podcast.
0: Absolutely, Robbo. We're in the process now as we move towards Christmas to um, lock down some really cool interviews um, with some significant players and some great interviews with our farmer members um, as well as our team. So we've got a pretty good run sheet coming together for the podcast. And um, I've got big shoes to fill, Robbo. You've done an amazing job with this um, already. And um, we look forward to, bringing continued value to our listeners through this podcast as you have moving forward
1: mate thank you so much and hutch if there was a just to close out this podcast um if there was an action or or anything that you could do to summarize um for our listeners today uh, what we've discussed today what would that what would it be
0: A good piece of advice given to me, Robbo, a few years ago now um, was that there's three things that I do that can contribute up to 90% of the value that I can bring to my business. And so I'd encourage people to go and grab a blank piece of paper, a cup of tea, a pen, and go and sit out in the garden or under a tree and just take time to get clear on what that is. So for Hugh Jackman, it's clear. But for a surgeon, it's probably operating, um, meeting with the next people that they need to operate on and then checking the people they just operated on. And every other part of that um, practice has been over time delegated through a practice manager to a team of nurses and administrators and others. So I would encourage people to think about themselves a bit like that surgeon or a bit like Hugh Jackman or Roger Federer and just take some time to define what is it that is the thing that I love to do that doesn't feel like work what is it that is my genius and then with that um let's explore over time how you can move to that strategically um, and set yourself free in the process yeah
1: yeah mate um and and if I was to Add to that, um, and and I know I'm being quite quite forward with this, but this is why I, we created Take Control. You know, Take Control is is just is is designed to do to help articulate the steps, if you like, that need to be taken to create a highly profitable farm that has the ability to work without you. It's it's so uh, it's done in such a sequential order that that it, it's it's a it's a workshop, it's a course that you complete as you go along, and and mate, um. I'm giving it a plug because I, I don't know anything better for farmers uh, on the planet that can help them. i uh, that on, on, I've got that much belief in that program, and yep. it's, it's 50 years combined experience. So that would be my my uh, my step. Um, if, if you're not going to do that, then buy the E Myth um, and read that book as <laughs> a starting point, which I'm sure yeah. you'll talk about in a future podcast, mate.
0: Absolutely. And Robo, as an out- outsider looking into that training program, Take Control, that you mentioned, it truly is world-class. Um, mm-hmm. And a credit to you and Greg and your team um, for what it is designed to do. Um, and absolutely, it's a great starting point for our listeners um, in order to start on the journey of, of creating that leverage and that freedom that we talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, Just to be clear, it's far Farm Owners Academy, dot com forward slash take control I think it's on the website anyway mate (laughs) I appreciate it and um, thank you so much and please share this with another farm if you think it will help it will uh, will, will, you'll be seeing Jeremy on a on a podcast soon
0: great stuff Robbo thanks for having me involved and look forward to um, yeah seeing you off on your holiday with your family and to a really strong year and two and three ahead with the Farm Owners Academy. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone.